0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next Sunday is the first Sunday in the liturgical year. It will be the first Sunday of Advent, so that just means that today is the last Sunday in this liturgical year. It's the culmination of our, the liturgical calendar's story, and the church has called this Sunday, Christ the King. The Sunday of Christ the King. Now, when I initially saw the lectionary readings for this Sunday, I have to say I was a little surprised. I thought maybe on Christ the King Sunday that we'd have scripture focusing on Christ's glorious return, or we'd see Christ coming on the clouds, leading an army of angels to claim his own, or we might see Christ seated on the throne in heaven at the right hand of the Father. Lots of scripture passages like that to choose from, but no, on Christ the King Sunday, the Creators of the lectionary wisely have taken us to Good Friday, for where else is Christ more clearly seen as King than on His cross, declaring a sinner's place in paradise. As we just, as we uh, survey the scene, we see Jesus hanging between two criminals. The other Gospels tell us they were robbers, thieves. And one is calling for Jesus to use his messianic powers to get them all the heck out of there. And the other is rebuking the first. And asking Jesus to remember him when he gets to the other side of death. In other words, one is asking for Jesus to grant him an earthly deliverance. And the other one is perhaps asking Jesus to grant him an eternal deliverance. So should we pit these criminals against one another say so you should be like one and not like the other. well let's take a look at the first criminal and really who can't relate to the first criminal he is facing his own death and he wants to live. He's in an impossible situation and he wants to overcome he's not pretending that he had that he hasn't made some bad choices. But he just wants for life to be the way it was before. And so he's asking Jesus, Can you get me out of this jam? Can you save me here on earth? I, I've prayed that prayer a thousand times, sometimes with many of you that you know, for I prayed it for myself, I prayed it with people who are sick or in financial difficulty, people who have problems at work or in their family or with alcohol or just on and on and on. Get me out of this jam. He saved me here on earth. I want you to keep praying those prayers. I, I know he's probably just in it for himself, but can I say that I'm not? Or can you? Now I'll grant that the second criminal seems to have the better attitude. He is owning the earthly consequence for his crime. He sees the injustice of Jesus' death. And he even seems to understand that death is not the final word for Jesus. And so, I'll grant. There's a lot to commend from the, second, uh, the disposition of the second criminal towards Jesus. But he's a criminal. He's a criminal. Are we so sure that he's not just taking the opportunity of the first criminal's tantrum to make himself look good to Jesus? My kids, individually typically behave the best when one of their siblings is throwing a tantrum instinctively they know that's their, that is their opportunity to make themselves look good so this second criminal he doesn't ask Jesus to forgive his sin he doesn't even ask Jesus to take him with him to paradise he just says remember me think of me like the song from phantom of the opera think of me think of me fondly when we've said goodbye Remember me once in a while. Please promise me you'll try. And incidentally, the next time you're going to like a job interview or to meet with your child's principal or you're going to meet with the attorney or whatever it is, and someone says, I'll be thinking of you. Just tell them to stop. You don't want their thoughts. Pray for me. Bring my name before the Almighty. And don't think of me fondly while you're in Starbucks. But um, <laughs> the truth is, And both of these guys are criminals. They've both broken the commandment not to steal. And that means that they were both more devoted to the law of their own desire than they were to the law of God. Just like you and me. And they're both in need of mercy and grace. If mercy is the situation where we don't receive something bad that we do deserve... And grace is a situation where we do receive something good that we don't deserve. They both need both. And so do we. And to say that we should be like one of them and not like the other would be not just to miss their mutual condition of utter need before God, but to miss our own condition of utter need before God. It would be to fail uh, or to fall once again into that false trap. Of thinking that the Bible is primarily about us and what we should do rather than about God and what He has already done in Christ. And it would be to give into that false hope that if we just follow the right formula, if we just say the right thing or do the right thing, then that will be good enough and God will accept us. See, the amazing thing about this passage is not that a criminal repented and asked Jesus to remember him, but that Jesus looked a condemned criminal in the eye, the breaker of divine law, and says, Remember you? Remember you? Heck, I'm taking you with me. That's the good news. That's the good news for all of us, breakers of divine law, that Christ has looked us in the eye, that he has seen our covetousness and our resentment and our hatred, and our fear, and our despair. He has seen all of our sin on the outside, and all of our sin on the outside. And he has taken it all upon himself, and he took it straight to hell, and he left it there. And he rose again, and he said, I'm headed to paradise, and I'm taking you with me. Jesus is the hero of this passage. Not either one of the two criminals. Last time I I spent some, or last week I spent some time with a friend of mine who planted a church in a little college town north of Pittsburgh. He told me that his music leader had been dating a girl who had said she was an atheist. It's probably not what you want for your church music leader, but apparently she was good looking, and he thought God would understand. But my friend pointed out that every atheist holds two truths. Number one, there is no God. And number two, I hate Him. So, like so many atheists, uh, this girl had been brought up in church. She'd been baptized. She had a really bad experience in church. And she had declared, sort of as a result, that there was there was no God. But after a while of dating this guy, uh, it was important to him, so... So she came to church, and then she came back, and then she came back again. And after a few weeks, she came forward for communion. And, and my friend kind of looked at her, she gave him a wink. He took that as a confession of faith, and, and <laughs> she took communion. And, and he caught up with her afterwards. What's, what's changed? this is what she said she said i always thought that jesus was just a projection of human judgment but this is just slightly censored i found out that jesus knows i'm a total beast and loves me anyway she had hidden in this sort of feigned atheism because she knew that it she knew who she was and in, in that insecurity, she was desperate to avoid judgment. Little had she known that Jesus had already taken the judgment. See, Jesus didn't tell the second criminal, uh, you need to find a way off the cross and clean up your act. And He didn't commend him right there for His rebuke of the first criminal or for His request to remember Him and His kingdom. No, Jesus used the full authority of His office to, As the king of kings. And by virtue of the very cross that he was hanging on. He declared a sinner to be saved. It was not by the initiative of this man's formulaic request. It was not by any virtue in his own heart. But it was utterly and only by the grace and mercy and kindness of God in Christ it's by virtue of that same cross, that same grace and mercy and kindness of God and Christ that is offered to you. Whether you have walked with Him for many, many years, or whether you've really actually never quite been sure. Or whether you just stumbled in here this morning or heard it for the first time or didn't want to come this morning and you're just listening on the radio. If your faith is in Him or if your desire is that your faith is in Him, then that is the very work of Christ the King in you. His property is always to have mercy. His grace is declaring sinners to be saved. Thanks be to God for the King of kings. The Lord is our righteousness. Amen. Amen.